It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist and host of Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to thank um, Leah and Nell and Teresa for sharing a life-changing show last week while I was off teaching the Menopause Survival Seminar. Busy, busy. The five-hour one. Yes. If you missed last week's radio show, I encourage you to listen to the podcast, Making a Commitment to Your Health. It was a great show. It was inspiring, especially if you have a lot of weight to lose because Nell talked about her 90 pounds that she lost seven or eight years ago. Yes. It's still gone. It's still gone. It's awesome. (laughs) Or if you have an autoimmune disease, and Leah talked about her really serious, serious asthma that she had again eight years ago. Right. And it's gone, gone, gone. And she's feeling great. No meds, nothing. And then Teresa talked about, you know, she has three small children and she is really gung ho on making sure that they eat right so they stay healthy and full of energy and, you know, they're not sick all the time. Right. So it's, it's, it's a great, it was a great show. It was a great show. So today's show is a topic, you know, we have never, never, ever <laughs> It's had before. So, you know, Teresa and, and Nell and Leah, they talked about this. It all starts in the kitchen. Right. Well, this one, it all starts in the bathroom. It sure does. You know, because we're talking about how to be a poop detective with Dr. Kristen Struble. She's a pediatrician and author of a fun children's book called How to Be a Poop Detective. Now, I know we all want to know how, so listen in. <laughs> So before we start our discussion with Dr. Stubel, I want to give you use a little bit of time to alert your husband and your kids. Yeah. Because, you know, I know what they always say. Oh, she's talking about sugar again? No, we're not talking about sugar. Not at all. We're talking about something that they can enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> they can wrap their head around. So... Anyway, we think this is going to be a fun show. So the voice that you've been listening to here is Marcy Vasky. She's joining us today as a co-host. She's a licensed nutritionist. She sees clients at our Wyzetta location and also at our Eden Prairie office. And Marcy, you're out and about a lot teaching. I am. You're doing a lot of nutrition presentations for... Small businesses, large businesses. Yes, and it's just so fun to get our message out there. So she's also working on a very special project that is really dear to my heart, a nutritional approach to helping people with an eating disorder. You know, together, together we're emphasizing mm-hmm. kind of the nutritional biochemical That's right. causes and helping people overcome their eating disorders through this. It's a really a new, unique approach. Yeah, it really is. You know, and this topic is, of course, really, you know, near and dear to my heart as well. You know, having once been in the grips of an eating disorder. So I'm really humbled, actually, to share this new approach to those that are struggling with eating disorders. And I think, you know, 
you, if you um, are curious, it would be a great place to start to go to our website, mm-hmm. weightandwellness.com, and pull up the testimonial about Jennifer uh, and how she healed after healing her intestinal tract and eliminating the foods her body was really sensitive to. And her compulsive over-exercising and restriction of food stopped. It's just a remarkable story. It is a remarkable story. And we've actually had her on the air a couple of times. Right. And we should in. have Jennifer come back on. We should, to, just it's, to share it. Yeah, because it goes against what most people have been taught about eating disorder. Oh, definitely. It's going to a much deeper level. Much deeper, yes. You know, Marcy, I know we... You have not totally documented all your successes and all, you know, all the things that we've been talking about. Right. But, you know, really daily, we're helping people with their food compulsions, whatever they are. Whatever it is. Right. So enough on that. Yes. So now on to a more fun topic that I'm sure, Marcy, your twins. (laughs) Would giggle over. Oh, for sure. I even have clients who giggle about poop. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's we're because we're going to be talking about the poop detector. That's right. So we are pleased to have Dr. Kristen Struble, the author and practice and practicing pediatrician in Air, Phoenix, Arizona, joining us today. Good, good morning, Dr. Struble. So, good morning. I, oh, good. You're on the line. Everything's going to work this morning now. <laughs> so, oh, so that's it's an interesting book. It's a fun book to look at. It is fun. So, what Thank inspired you. you to write a book about poop for kids? I know you're a pediatrician. Well, uh, just let me say I'm honored to uh, have been asked to be on your show. Um, I, uh, and I'm, I'm just amazed by, by everything you all are doing and I'm in love with your cookbook. It's just, it's phenomenal. Oh, um, you made well, points there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> really? I mean, everything you all are doing just makes my heart go pitter patter because I'm on the forefront of, of trying to mm-hmm. change lives from day one of life. Yes. And, um, so the reason I wrote this book is in the last 15 years of practice, similar to your 30 years of practice. You look for patterns and, and you see, you know, diseases brought on by what? Well, you, you, if you just look a little closer, you can definitely, um, I've been able to pinpoint some, some real, not faults, but some patterns that um, are real, real obvious to me in terms of what kids eat. And mm-hmm. I wrote this book because, you know, what you eat comes out the other end and, um I oftentimes, um, every single day in my practice, the topic of poop comes up. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. In, in some different way, shape, or form. Um, so, it, 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 and, and it, there's a constipation epidemic amongst kids. And the fact that there's a constipation epidemic amongst kids really does show how, um, how the problem of every single disease starts early. As, as you were mentioning, even with eating disorders, you know, that, that definitely the... That all disease begins in the gut, mm-hmm. and so uh, when I have a four-year-old come in for a well check, and you know, oh, mom says, you know, I ask, the t- I talk to the kids mostly, and let mom kind of chime in. But you know, how how are you, how's your tummy? How are you eating? Oh, you know, she eats well, and how are you pooping? Oh, I poop perfectly. I poop every day. Well, that doesn't really tell me a whole lot. So what I do is, you saw in the book, is I draw out what what that means, and then oftentimes, more than not. 
I discover that it's really not, that they're going every day, but there's an issue. And then we back up and we figure out, well, gee, that, that child's, you know, kind of had an issue for a while and it becomes, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty kind of thing. So when I, you know, just talking to so many families and seeing every single day, you know, the, the poop issues that exist, I thought to myself, you know what, it's time to, to write a fun book, make poop a topic to discuss because if parents, once they're done wiping their kids and they're pooping on their own and they're not looking at their poop, because most parents aren't going in there, you know, yeah, and, right. no. you know, they just, they know they go in the bathroom. These kids become more and more and more constipated mm-hmm. and then they end up with, uh, you know, excruciating abdominal pain, a lot of them, and they end up in the ER because what do parents think when their kids have horrific belly pain? They have appendicitis. Yes, yeah, right. So then they go in, they take an x-ray and they're full of poop and then they have to back up and they, the problem that I have is that we treat constipation with medication but yet we don't ask why are so many kids constipated and so that's where the really the passion lies in and me writing this book because not only do I want people to really talk about poop with their kids especially once they're they're not looking even if they're in their everyday going you know it's really important because then you look at why, and why is where the, you know, it, where what it looks like, and, but why is why, where my passion lies. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, nutrition is, I was a nutrition major in undergrad and, mm-hmm. um, and just focused on it a lot in med school, and we really don't get that much education on nutrition in med school or in residency. No, of course not. Um, yeah, and but so... But it's, it's so important. I think, oh, I think even, even Marcy, you personally went through some of this as a kid, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I was definitely lots of tummy troubles, mm-hmm. constipated as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, so had only we known then what we know now could have saved me a lot of... What you, I mean, you know, it sounds like, Dr. Struble, you spend time educating your families, actually, on on nutrition, probably, or what to feed kids. And did that, Marcy, was, it, was that happening at all when you went oh, to Oh, no, no. It was happening not at all. And so it was just, probably you know, parents didn't know either. Right. You know, what, what, what are we going to do with you, Marcy? So <laughs> <laughs> put me on some Miralax. Well, that's the thing. And yeah. the problem is, again, is that we, we treat the disease rather than asking why all these healthy guts have the issue. And that's right. where I come in. I mean, from, from day one, from the day a child's born, their little GI tract, which, again, all disease begins in the gut, hypocrisy, hypocrisy, Hippocrates, I can't say it, so yeah. bad, mm-hmm. in 460 AD, even with moms who are breastfeeding um, or you know, mm-hmm. babies from formula, we see intolerances at that point. We'll actually have kids who are so intolerant, and I'll tell you to what, in a second, which you guys actually mentioned that, in the, you, know, you, you have that in your cookbook, which I was really excited about, is, is, is uh, dairy protein. Yes. So we'll see little right. babies with blood in their stool. And so we have moms go off of, you know, if they're breastfeeding, go off of, of, of milk in particular, but pretty much all dairy products and really limit other things and really try to figure out what, what the gut is saying. Why, why is it off? And oftentimes we can fix their, their problem. But then what happens is at a year, you know, the most common recommendation um, is mm-hmm. that kids go on uh, cow's milk. And yes, I am not right. a cow's milk pusher. I actually really try. That's a really hard thing to discourage families to do because it is in so ingrained that they need it. But therein lies the constipation evolution. And 
therein lies the asthma, allergies, eczema, and, and absolutely autoimmune disorders. Eventually, I do believe, you know, in, in, in my opinion, a lot of the inflammatory states that we see within the body are directly affected by what we are, what we're eating, and, and, and more importantly, in kids, what we're taught is, you know, what they're supposed to be drinking, which is milk, and really, they don't need it. Um, and so that's that's a real real big push, and, and and probably you know the why of of um, why are kids having so many gastrointestinal issues? Absolutely, processed foods are a huge part of it. Absolutely, so, Doctor Struble, it's we have to take a quick little break here, so hold on, and okay. uh, you know we're, we'll come back to our discussion in just in just now. a few minutes. Yeah. Yes. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and I am Marcy Vasky, licensed nutritionist, and I'm in studio with Darlene Cavis, licensed nutritionist, and joining us today by phone from Phoenix, Arizona, is Dr. Kristen Struble, a practicing pediatrician and author of a fun children's book titled How to Be a Poop Detective. So if you have questions for our guests, please call us here in the studio at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Let me ask you a personal question. Do you have digestive problems? Do you have heartburn or acid reflux? Well, if you said yes, you're not alone because 40% of people now take some type of antacid. That's almost half of us. So let me ask you another question, another personal question. Mm-hmm. Have you realized the cause of your acid reflux? are the foods that you're eating. Think about this now. Yes. And you know the, what the foods that cause acid reflux? You're not going to like this. No. Cookies, cakes, bagels, bread, candy, sugar. Sugar. The solution is not the purple, little purple pill, but the solution is eating the weight and wellness eating plan. You know, healthy meat, vegetables, and good fat. So need to learn this way of eating? You know, Check out our website at weightandwellness.com for a class starting very soon. And we have some callers, right? We sure do. Dr. So. Strobel, we have callers. So Okay. So let's, let's get to it. So um, we have Kristen on the line. Welcome, Kristen, to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, thank you. Good morning. Hi. I just wanted to call in and um, make the connection that I had seen on an article online, but it was written um, by Slate it was included in Slate several years ago. It's called The Real Reason Your Child Wets the Bed. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. it um, references a, a Dr. Uh, Sean O'Regan, who um, back in the 80s, he was a um, kidney specialist, and his own child was chronically wetting the bed. And he made the discovery of the correlation between a child who is so chronically constipated that they lose bowel tone and the bladder uh-huh. not getting the signal whether it's full or not, and, and it's a very, very, very high percentage of children who are chronically wetting the bed who are actually constipated. Very often yep. the, ch- the parents are asked, does the child have bowel movements? They're like, oh, yeah, every day, but they're not addressing how far back up the child is backed up. So, Dr. Struble, have you found that that to be true? 100%. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, it's a really, really, really um, important uh, thing. Thank you for calling in with that. Um, so many kids who who have um, bedwetting are are constipated, and and that's very true. If their rectal vault, we call it, is full of stool, mm-hmm. it actually puts pressure on the um, the tube that drains the bladder, called the urethra, 
and so they're not even really emptying their bladder completely a lot of times. And they're, they're, you know, the colon is really stretched, that, 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 that poop that's about to come out, you know, that area is, is stretched. And not only does it oftentimes cause nighttime bedwetting, but some of those kids dribble during the day. And, mm. and also, mm. some kids actually end up with urinary tract infections recurrently okay. because they're constantly. Makes sense. So, there's, so it, yes, because, again, that urine sits there and it's not able to, to come out. So a lot of times if you solve the constipation issue, they, they sleep better through the night, and they, they actually, um, they, they, that problem goes away. Interestingly enough, though, a lot of those kids who, um, who have bedwetting issues, have urinary tract infections, a lot of them... Um, have, have had a history of, of gastroesophageal reflux disease, and you can mm-hmm. see that right. in their tonsils. I mean, you all know that um, just with your your background. It's just amazing how our gut really talks to us. I mean, every organ system is affected, and that, I mean, even something is, that seems as simple as, as bedwetting that definitely can be solved by by making certain that we're we're moving our bowels properly. And that we're not we're not full of poop, and we and, and you can regain that tone. By the way, it just takes a long time. Um, so I think so. one of the things that you're really saying is, you know, the babies that are born or the ones that have colic, like uh-huh. right away, right? That's yeah. a sign and signal that they've got yeah. digestive problems, and they're probably having some issue with some type of food that they're taking in. Even if it's breast milk, as like yep. you said, mm-hmm. it's yep. because of what mom is eating. So it's a new way yep. to think about this. But I thought that was a great call because, you know, when I was listening to you, I thought, hmm, we also work with a lot of adults, a lot of adult women that are also having some incontinence problems. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of the things that I probably don't check carefully enough is their level of constipation. Yes. I think I do. But you have to keep asking that over and over, don't we, Marcy? Oh, we do. Are you going? I mean, this is <laughs> this is really worth the show today yeah. for parents to realize that that's really key to bedwetting. Great call. It, it, it is definitely, and it's not just if they're going. Again, it's the y- yes. It's too. It's it's what it looks like. Right. Yeah. If your kiddo is clogging the toilet because they have such massive poops, or if they just have little, well, that's the, the what I talk well, about in my book. Is right. Yeah. Let, let's let's talk about that. Let's share that a little bit because you've got five different shapes or S's is, you call them, and I know shape is one of them. But talk about that a little bit, Doctor Stubel. Okay. So the pretty much um, the shape should look like a hot dog, a log, um, what I call a snake, something that's you know long and and um, and, and not not a um, the, it shouldn't be shaped like meatballs. It shouldn't they shouldn't be they shouldn't look like baseballs. They shouldn't look like footballs. They should they should look long and and like the shape of a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Um, some people describe it as a banana. You know, mm-hmm. it, it should it, it definitely should should look like that pretty much every time you poop. If, um, if 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 it's meatballs or you know that footballs or baseballs or you know then you know that <laughs> you're in trouble. They have, you do, uh, yeah. Even if they have logs in between, there's still probably an issue. An issue, there yes. So, so that's the the shape, um, and with that, it should be soft. Mm-hmm. So if if you have the meatballs and or the you know nuggets or however you want to describe that's it, that's right. Yes. Logs, um, then um, they're typically hard. They're typically firm, and those hurt coming out a lot of times. So, and then um, it should sink because you know, as you 
um, both are, I'm sure, aware that if it, if it floats, then that means that there's a lot of fat that's not being absorbed in the poop. And then it should be brown. It shouldn't be black or, 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 or red or white or green. You know, it should definitely be brown. And then here's the, the one that's really important is it, it, it should shoot out. It shouldn't be that kids have to sit there for five yes. and 20 minutes. It, it should, you, you eat breakfast, you have that cephalocolic reflux, as it's called. You know, basically your brain sends a signal to that, that healthy gut down low. Okay, time to poop. You sit down. And you go. It comes out. Right. So. Great. So, so Marcy, let's take another caller. Because yeah. I, you know, I think this, we can come back to this a little bit. Yeah, for so, sure. So let's talk to, hi, Samantha. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. Question: I recently found out I have Crohn's, and yet, like you said, hindsight is twenty twenty. I've had this since I was ten. Yep. And um, I stopped drinking milk. Very, you know, okay, well, I have this done with that because it's clearly 